0: What, now? We're live. How about that? We're live. That's exciting. We're alive. No, 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 we're not. Of course we're alive, but we're we're live streaming now, right? We're a
1: live show. That's
0: right. We're a live show. We are a live show. This is Subjectively Correct Sports, the only podcast and now live stream YouTube show featuring two guys talking sports and an assortment of other things that might embarrass the people we are closest to
1: most definitely
0: I'm David Henderson this is Anthony Montague Uh, we are the Subjectively Correct sports team along with uh, our brother Adam Henderson who does our editing and and recording and stuff like that Adam. so shout out to Adam you can catch our podcast at uh, subjectivelycorrect.com follow those links to iTunes and Google Play and subscribe there you can follow our Twitter at SubCorrect you can follow Anthony at AGMontague you can follow me at DPHenderson1515 on Twitter a uh, big shout out to the couple of listeners who sent emails this week to our, uh, to our subjectively correct email, subjectivelycorrect at gmail.com. Who are the two emailers this week, Anthony? Uh,
1: super fans Colt Sawyer and Will Stewart.
0: That Colt Sawyer. Yeah. Whatever, that guy.
1: So, and it goes to show, uh, in two of their emails, they had suggestions for uh, Fantastic Five headlines of the week. And both of those fantastic, both of those headlines are going to be featured in this week's Fantastic Five. So if yeah, you Colt, want to be famous as well, send us an email.
0: Yeah, Colt wanted me to talk about some things, I'm sure, but I ignored all of them. Yeah. Yeah, Colt, whatever. Your, your takes on football are bad. <laughs> I liked your hair last time. Last picture you sent to the family thread, though, looked really nice. So keep up that hair game. Speaking of hair game, Kareem Hunt. Oh. He has pretty nice hair. Okay. But, he's run into some trouble, and we're basically getting Ray Rice 2.0. It's basically the exact same situation. You have a talented running back who was caught on video hitting a woman. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Now, what I will say is, the major difference is the Ray Rice incident was a running back on the twilight of his career, and Kareem Hunt is at the dawn of what's going to be, well, maybe what was going to be a very successful career. He was young, he was on a cheap contract, and he was lighting up the league on a really high-powered offense that really took advantage of of him and his skill set. But now, he's just been cut. Gone.
1: Yeah, and and, um, so what I'm interested in, there's a few things that interests me about this story. One is the, the timing of everything because the, the actual incident took place in February of yeah. last year. So what, nine months
0: ago? And, and the same thing happened with the Ray Rice situation. Yeah. The incident happened months and months before it was in the media and months and months before it was a main big topic of, of discussion for everybody and became a real issue. But the video comes out and suddenly it becomes real for everyone. It's not enough for a woman to come forward and say, this man hit me. It's like the entire – like all of society was waiting for proof, waiting for that video to come out. And once it did, mm-hmm. now it becomes a problem.
1: Yeah. Um, but the the fact that this video existed, right, and there was no formal charge by the – police. I think this was in Cleveland, by the Cleveland Police Department, and – the Chiefs knew something had happened and they were starting their investigation and were told by the NFL to stop investigating mm. that they would handle. Mm.
0: Uh, so so the NFL told them, "We'll we'll take the investigation from here." Mm-hmm. So a an organization whose job it is to run a football league decided to run a criminal investigation into a domestic violence issue.
1: Yeah, and actually, let's be careful. It wasn't a domestic violence issue. Okay. D- domestic violence in, uh, it, it implies that there's like some family relationship or you're in the same domicile. This was, this was more akin to what would be like simple assault, right? where you're assaulting a stranger. Not, not that that, not that makes it any
0: better. Okay, slow down, lawyer boy.
1: No, you- but, but, but there are actual distinctions because the NFL's policy is a domestic violence policy.
0: Okay, so you're saying that maybe the NFL, this came across their desk, and they said, okay, we're really strong against domestic violence. But hitting a strange woman is okay.
1: I'm hoping that's not what happened. But but I wonder but, if that
0: crossed their mind. They said this isn't quite domestic violence, and we're taking stands against domestic violence really strong. And this isn't quite domestic violence, so, yeah, maybe.
1: I I don't know that they've uh, <coughs> I don't know that they've told anyone what their rationale was. But whatever it was, is you know they decided not to not to suspend Kareem Hunt at the time.
0: He was on the commissioner's exempt list or something, which basically means he's still getting He is paid. now. Yeah, yeah.
1: He is now. But at the time in February or whenever, oh, it, in came, February, yeah. whenever it came to their attention when they told the chiefs to stand down, uh, there was no action taken either by the, the police or by the chiefs. And for the police, uh, if you watch the video, yes, there's definitely assault. Do police always charge every instance of assault?
0: No, only if the the person who has been assaulted wants to press charges. In which case they would have to uh, do the whole 9 yards. Whatever you Yeah, what they'd do have to, they'd have yard. to investigate and,
1: and yeah, if there was enough evidence, then yes, of course they charge them. And there was enough evidence here, I think. There's a videotape. Um so, but, so here's my question. Why is the NFL invested investigating criminal action? by its players that takes place off the field. I understand if there's some allegations of cheating or there's some illegal activity, you're fixing games um, or you're breaking into opposing teams' facilities stealing
0: playbooks, right? You're talking about uh, video gate? What'd they call that? Video gate? Film gate? Yeah. I forgot what they called that one. I,
1: yeah. So when, when it takes place on the field or it's, gates. or it's action between two teams, I eight, understand... Eight?
0: <laughs> Belichick Gate?
1: Uh, what would they call Spygate. that one? Spy Gate. Spy
0: Gate. Spy that, that flows off the tongue a lot better than than Belichick Gate, which would always... <laughs> yeah. It's a good thing I don't name these things.
1: Um, so why why is this organization that... I mean, I don't know how many people they have working there, but I don't, I, I'd be surprised if they had like a team of... of ex-investigators working right in 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 the nfl offices why is this why is the nfl investigating criminal matters that has nothing to do with football
0: i think it has everything to do with pr and when this situation was not in the public eye when it was not in literally the public eye because because the public couldn't see what happened they didn't care because it didn't affect their brand but then this video comes out and Suddenly, it's in the public perception, it's on the public eye, literally, because we can see it. And now they deal with it. Yeah, my view is that the NFL <laughs> should only. <Sorry>. That's right. <laughs> this is bad. I, I'm playing hurt. I gotta tell everyone, I'm playing hurt here. I'm sick, but I'm here. This is my flu game, okay? This is our first stream, and I'm sick. And this is my flu game. I am Michael Jordan in the finals with the flu. Mm. So I'm getting ready to d- destroy this, this live streaming <coughs> podcast. <coughs> flu game. So, All right, uh, keep going.
1: So flu, you get an
0: L and an F. Wow, interesting. Are you are you saying I'm taking I'm taking an L now? Is that what you're saying?
1: You are taking an L and an F. Yeah.
0: Well, I think the listeners are losing. <coughs> <coughs> it comes and goes, yeah. <coughs> you, should, you should see me try to teach my class. It's really hard to write on the board go, <coughs> 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 Mr. Henderson, are you dabbing? No, not everything's a dab, 13-year-old kid. Okay? Not everything's a dab. Anyway, what were you saying?
1: So I don't think the NFL should be investigating unless it has something to do with football. I think a team has the right to hire or fire its players. Of course. Right? For whatever action or not action that occurs right if they if they didn't like the way kareem hunt was dressed one day and decided that wasn't a good look for one of their football players they could cut him right let's leave the power to discipline players for off the field actions to the teams because i think what will happen eventually is that these teams are so concerned with pr as well they're concerned with selling season tickets they want an excited fan
0: base i mean because the owners are the ones who stand to lose the most from bad pr right
1: that's exactly right uh that they will take over if, averaging out all these situations they will take the correct action i think most of the time every once in a while you're going to get a washington redskins <laughs> that uh that picks up <coughs> reuben foster on waivers the week he's uh He's released,
0: is it released from police custody or what? Well, he was, what was it? He was accused a second time. Yeah. But he wasn't, there was no trial yet. Were there charges? I don't remember. But basically the 49ers cut him because of the second domestic violence Yeah. Uh, accusation against him from the same woman. Mm-hmm. And then they picked him up that same week. Yeah. I almost feel like maybe they like heard rumblings about the Cream Hunt situation. And we're dipping their toe in that, that controversial water to see. Yeah. Let's grab Ruben Foster and see the backlash. And when they saw it, they were like, okay, we're not going to mess with Kareem Hunt then because Kareem Hunt didn't get picked up by anybody. Right. Which is surprising because... Yeah, a
1: much better player than Ruben Foster.
0: And he's younger, he's on a cheaper contract, and now his uh, his earnability is a lot lower mm-hmm. because of this situation. Well, I think this all so goes, goes back to achieved. the fact <laughs> that
1: there is a video, right? New game. <laughs> it all goes back to the... There's a video yeah. of Kareem Hunt and we can... We can we can put that that action with him. we see him committing um, committing those acts and it's hard to stomach you know this isn't uh, okay, yeah. it's all bad. in my mind, this video wasn't as bad as the Ray Rice video in terms of my reaction to it yeah, but the intent to harm another person is still there and it's it's unfortunate and it's um, I think cutting him was the right thing. I know people wanted the chiefs to take. Action sooner in the day. I think they waited till that night when the once the video was released. So people are
0: complaining that they didn't do it a few hours earlier. Yeah, I mean, <coughs> I,
1: <coughs> flu game. I I think their their action was swift and good. And in in the aftermath, they've been saying they are still backing him as a person. They want to help him as a person. And, and they, they
0: said they want him to get back in the NFL.
1: That's right. And whether that's with them or another team, I think if he goes through the. The right rehabilitation, um, says the right things, does the right things, apologizes to to the right people. Um, maybe he can work his way back, and I hope he does, because uh, I don't think I don't think we should live in a world where it's one strike and you're out. Everyone's gonna make mistakes. Not everyone will make these kinds of mistakes. This was a big one, but um, I think we should be for, <coughs> forgiving as a society. I think we are for the most part. Okay. Uh, so. I hope I hope he does the right things. I hope he's back in the NFL. He's a great player, um, and he made a really really bad decision, um, but he can overcome this. All right, he wasn't the only one let go this week. <laughs>
0: struggling. Yeah. <coughs> How did he do it? How did Jordan do it? Okay, you need I you're my Pippin. Okay. Okay, I need you. Okay. Speaking of needing things, yeah, I needed Mark uh, Mike McCarthy to get fired.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you and Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And it happened and uh oh my goodness i'm sorry this is the worst it's been i you it's, need to go get a drink Do i think, talk I, a think a I need to die for a night i think i need to pass on for eight hours yeah 12 hours 16 hours and then come back into my body healed and ready to go i think they call that resurrection okay i just need one of those yeah if you can find me one of those that'd be great <clears throat> i might take a break and leave you solo here for a second it's but, like
1: a good thing we're not recording this and live streaming at the same time i'm
0: telling you we actually delayed doing this two days so that i could get right <laughs> According to what we were saying. <laughs> yeah. And I am not right right now. Uh, mm-hmm. Anyway, McCarthy's out. And I guess losing at home to the, the abysmal Arizona Cardinals will do that <laughs> to you. Right? <clears throat> like, I imagine, I imagine, like, Aaron Rodgers was, like, walking out of their offices as McCarthy was walking in. <laughs> and Aaron Rodgers gave him a little, like,
1: little discount double check
0: no check. I imagine it was more like a Jim from The Office thing where he looked at him and was just like "Yeah, I can't do Jim from The Office
1: Only Jim can do Jim That's what made one of all those Emmys just I don't think he won any Emmys Did he not? I don't know oh well. I, It's not something I keep up on So they put in Joe Philbin as the, uh, the former offensive coordinator
0: I, I think he was offensive coordinator I forgot what he looked like, I'm going to look it up just so I can giggle at that <laughs>
1: Okay, But I think most people feel like he's just a placeholder um, Until the yeah. end of the season Maybe auditioning for next season But uh, Probably not the long term Guy to lead the Packers So what type of coach What type of coach should they be looking for? What kind of type of coach does Aaron Rodgers need? Sean McVay Okay, they're not going to get well, shot. What, like what,
0: they, what they need is, <clears throat> and I really believe this, when you have a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, you just need an offensive coordinator or a coach, offensive coach who can design good routes. Because what, what I've been reading, what I understand by the experts who study quarterback play, who study the NFL in depth, they, they study every snap of every game, and what they've said is the Packers run a rudimentary, simple offense. Which mm-hmm. is bonkers to me because you have one of the best quarterbacks to ever play when it comes to arm talent and when it comes to, to football knowledge, too. What, what was that? It's arm talent. Oh, so you're flexing? It's arm talent. Yeah. So his his uh the best arm talent in the league, and you're running simple route packages. And so you'll see it with the Chiefs. You'll see it with the Rams. You'll see it with other, other really smart offensive teams. They'll scheme their guys open. And mm-hmm. that just does not happen for the Packers. So. Aaron Rodgers, who is not having a bad year, by the way. I mean, by Aaron Rodgers' standards, it's not a great year, but we, I keep hearing that he's having a down year. Everyone's saying Aaron Rodgers is having a down year. But the uh, Packers are
1: having a down year.
0: Yeah, but Aaron Rodgers is not. He's thrown for 3,504 yards so far. He has 7.6 yards per attempt, not per completion, 7.6 yards per attempt, 21 touchdowns, and one interception. Yeah. Okay? To to compare that, would you say Drew Brees is having a better year than Aaron Rodgers?
1: I think the uh, the layman's uh, yeah idea of who's having the best season right now is probably Drew Brees. He's probably the MVP front runner. Three thousand
0: two hundred sixty-two yards, so fewer. Eight point five yards per attempt, but whatever. Thirty touchdowns and three interceptions. So, <coughs> flu game. So while Drew Brees is having a great season, everyone's talking about him being an MVP. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers is throwing for more yards and has turned the ball over less. Yet Aaron Rodgers is having a down year. Mm. So we need to stop equating winning with quarterback play. Aaron Rodgers has lost more yards to dropped passes than any other quarterback in the league this year. Yeah, And he's still putting up better numbers than Drew Brees with that team and those coaches. So those of you that are saying that Aaron Rodgers is having an off year or a down year or isn't leading his team to wins, cult. Super fan. Who we appreciate. But cult. He's not having a down year. He's just not winning.
1: Yeah. And I, I think it's hard when you're the quarterback of a team, so much of the team's success depends on you. That it's it's hard to disassociate how the team does to how well you do, how well you're perceived. I and I understand that it's his individual performance is good. It's it maybe great, okay? Um, but the fact that his team's not doing well, it's hard for an individual performance to overcome that at the quarterback position.
0: Right, right, and especially because... Not
1: that it should be that way, but that's how it is.
0: Right, and with basketball, it's so different because you're on the floor the entire time, offense and defense. If you're a great basketball player, if you're great, if you're the LeBron Jameses of the world, if you're the Kawhi Leonard's, you change the game on both sides of the floor. (laughs) Thank you. I think they'd rather hear me cough. Okay. I'm just kidding. I love your kawaii laugh. It's really good. Can we hear it again? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty solid. Thank you. I think that's a I think that's a fan favorite. I haven't heard anyone say that.
1: Yeah, we don't really hear from fans that we think. don't.
0: We've heard from two. Yeah. Thanks, guys.
1: And let's check the uh, the live stream chat. No one. So, granted, no one knows we're doing this yet.
0: This is just kind of like a test stream. This, this is a like, test stream. Yeah.
1: So I j- just so y'all know. I think uh, we got big plans for 2019 in the subjectively correct uh, sports world. Uh, I think expect more live streams. Um,
0: in fact, weekly at least.
1: A- weekly and uh, and maybe additional content to, to our, our standard weekly show. Still in the works. We'll see. And of uh, course,
0: the podcast will still be coming out like normal.
1: Yeah. Always. Always podcast.
0: Yeah. Always the podcast. Uh, that was really self-involved.
1: Yeah. Merch. Get your merch.
0: How could they get, get your their-
1: get your merch? I'll sell you I'll sell you my own shirt. 20, 25 dollars.
0: Do you know how business works? There needs to be a markup.
1: Twenty-six dollars. Okay.
0: There we go. Plus you begin handling of thirty dollars, please. But but anyway, everyone just calm down with Aaron Rodgers playing poorly. He's not playing poorly. He's playing poorly by Aaron Rodgers standards. Yeah, in, right? in
1: uh in one of our group texts it was brought up, you know, how many top quarterbacks? Have had such bad seasons, right? And so I decided to look at uh, the ten or so like consensus best quarterbacks of like the last thirty years, right? Uh, everyone from from Elway forward the, of the really good quarterbacks, and
0: Nick Mullins was he on there? M- Mullins,
1: yeah, yeah. Is uh-huh. it three L's now? Moments. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh no, yeah, he, did he did not he didn't he was close, but he did not make the cut. I figured he'd be close um, at least to the top 10 in the last 30 years. John Elway, Dan Marino, Brett Favre, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, uh Phil Rivers. I did not include old Phil Rivers. Um but old Phil would be interesting to look at him as well. Uh <laughs> but anyways, of, of of those best quarterbacks, Steve Young, Joe Montana, um each of them has laid an egg or two in their career. At least one. At least one. Or I better said their team has. They've had losing records and sometimes really bad records. Uh, with, with one exception, Tom Brady. Tom Brady's never had a losing season.
0: System quarterback. How about that? Hot take.
1: Yeah, yeah. System quarterback. Matt, I mean, Matt Castle would not disagree. Ooh. So.
0: Just got dark in here from all the shade.
1: Uh, We love you, Tom. Uh, So, yeah, it's going to happen. Quarterbacks are going to have, or teams with great quarterbacks even, will have down years. Uh, I would love to see a dynamic, offensive-minded coach
0: uh, at the helm in green bay to see w- just someone who can design plays that don't look like they're from the 1970s
1: yeah and it'll be interesting to see what they do i think whoever they hire will be a good indication of where management sees this team going over the next five years because we forget aaron Rodgers is 35 years old yeah
0: well 35 is the new 34 that's true I mean, I mean, Drew Brees and Tom Brady are still do, doing great things in their 39, 40, 41-year-old seasons. So. Yeah,
1: so, so you, you think that maybe you have three, four, if you're lucky, five years of, like, peak Aaron Rodgers or, you know, one, top one, two arm talent Aaron Rodgers. Um, and so what can you do? Who can you put around him over the next few years? Um, can you strengthen that offensive line? Can you get him some more weapons? Yeah. Um, defense I mean every the year they won the Super Bowl in large part they it was due to their amazing defense
0: so I mean you gotta you gotta improve both sides of the ball and and that's the thing if you have Aaron Rodgers and you know he's gonna take care of a lot of those he's gonna make everybody better on offense why don't you have one of the best defensive lines in football why don't you have one of the best secondaries in football mm-hmm. where what have they been doing
1: yeah I get, part of the issue is that he's the highest played highest-paid player in the NFL. And? and well, that limits. They have a salary cap, right? So yeah. they're limited in in how
0: much they can spend. Right, but look how limited their play has been. I, what, what I'm trying to yeah. say is, so so Aaron Rodgers makes up for probably, you take mediocre wide receivers and they become good wide receivers. You take good wide receivers, they become great wide receivers when they play with Aaron Rodgers. The same way that A.J. Green can take Andy Dalton and make him look like a good quarterback when he's just not. Same kind of thing. So, but with a quarterback, you're not just doing that for one player like AJ Green does for one quarterback. He's doing it for uh, the receivers and the tight ends. So, you, yeah, you give him all this money, but he's raising the level of play for all of your offense. And I'm not so, saying
1: I'm not saying he's not worth the money. I'm just saying that there is a finite amount of money to work with. And if we're if if we're looking to the Green Bay Packers to add dynamic free agents, they will be limited because of that contract. Right.
0: All right. So at this point in the season, we're hold, hold, hold up, hold up. My phone's been going off like crazy. Okay. So first of all, my sister Lisa has been blowing up my phone. Okay. Shout out Lisa and the Moody's. Matt, thank you for for uh, watching our live stream. We appreciate that. She wants to bid eleven dollars. I don't know. Go Lions. They wanted. They want. Lisa wants to bid eleven dollars on your you? shirt. What? Lisa wants to bid eleven dollars on $11? your shirt. Eleven
1: dollars. Sold. What? Not yet, but sold if you get to the right p- price.
0: You are bad at this. Okay. Who's Kevin? I don't know. He loves the Lions, though. And I- I'm down with that. That's okay. Uh, I was a Lions fan when Barry Sanders was <laughs> running around. On uh, Tecmo Super Bowl. He was a baller, man. <laughs> Tecmo uh, Super Bowl on the Nintendo. Barry Sanders. Barry Sanders. I would crush our, our video editor and brother, Adam, with uh, you know, with some Barry Sanders action. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, Bo- I mean, Bo Jackson,
1: Jackson was the cheat code, though.
0: Well, no, you're talking about Tecmo Bowl. Oh, what were you talking I'm about? I'm talking about Tecmo Super Bowl, oh. which was the second Tecmo Bowl football game that they put on the Nintendo.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Speaking of Nintendo, uh, we talked last week about the uh, the bubble teams, like the bubble good teams. You know what I mean? So, bubble good. Yeah, bubble good. Uh, the, the, the Rams are good. The Saints are good. The Chiefs are good. Coconut Shrimp's good. The Chargers, we have the Chargers list- <coughs> listed game. Chargers listed as your fourth blue <coughs> game. <coughs> and did you decide the Patriots were a bubble good team, or did you decide that they were a legit good team? I forgot what you said last week.
1: They're a zombie good team. Every time we count them out, we think they're dead. They just come back.
0: Much like Tom Brady. He might be playing into his 80s.
1: He does look like Frankenstein, if Frankenstein had perfect skin. And hair. And hair.
0: Mm-hmm. I bet he uses Giselle's beauty products.
1: Yeah, why not?
0: I bet, like, if you go into their shower, there's just, like, one little shelf, and it has, like, Brazilian shampoos and body washes and lotions, and he uses all of those.
1: <laughs> uh, Superfan Kevin says, if we could clone Barry Sanders and have him play every position, the Lions would be unstoppable. Yes, they would. <laughs> yes,
0: they would. Could you imagine? <laughs> they would be untouchable, for sure. Well, uh, okay, so imagine you're, you're okay, uh, Barry Sanders, like... Turns and hands the ball to Barry Sanders. Well, Barry Sanders, the left guard and the right guard, Barry Sanders, both pull to the right for a kickout block and then a leading block up the field. Okay? First of all, his thighs. We've already talked about his thighs and how they're top 10 NFL thighs of all time. Yeah. I think
1: he occupies one through three.
0: Because his thighs are that awesome? His thighs are so wide. Right? And so he could play line. Okay? Yeah. He would be a – definitely he would be a – Awesome threat running the ball as a, as a quarterback. But then you turn it to him, he runs it. I mean, I, I see what Kevin's talking about. Yeah. I'm with Kevin on this. Okay. Wasn't on our show sheet. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, I think those are our top five, right? Rams, Chiefs, Saints, Chargers, Patriots. I I don't... I don't know. I don't. I don't <coughs> think. I think the Rams have their last major test of the season this week, going to Chicago. Chicago's a, a bubble good team. Um, they've they've never played. I don't think they they've had this season. I don't think they have played a cold game yet. So it'll be interesting to see. I think it's supposed to be like thirty degrees in Chicago.
0: But they're the Bears, of course. They'll be good in the in the cold. No, right? I'm about the Rams. Oh, the Rams. I thought you were talking about the Bears. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm distracted by my phone blowing up. Back off with the shirt, Lisa.
1: Bad etiquette.
0: Um, yeah, so so, so the, the NFL season is kind of. I think the teams that have created separation will just continue to create separation. The only thing that in, the thing that's interesting to me the most about uh, the NFL right now is the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Baltimore Ravens. That race is what's interesting to me the most right now because I feel like it's the closest.
1: Yeah, I was disappointed in the Steelers this week. They were up what twenty three to seven on the Chargers at home, and Old Phil Rivers led a glorious comeback. I'm not a Chargers fan. They are an LA team, so I guess I am by default. Um, nice to nice to be able to claim the Rams and the Chargers this year.
0: Wait, so you you have LA biases? Mm.
1: Um, no, I just think they're always better than every other team.
0: Yeah, that checks out. Okay, yeah, yeah I'm with you now.
1: Um, so yeah, old Phil Rivers he uh, led the Chargers back. There were some some dubious plays. Refs were um, <laughs> they. Uh, they followed the um, the rule book when when they wanted to. They didn't at other times. It was fine. It's the NFL. It's not rule, a big deal. Rule book book. Yeah, exactly. And the the Chargers actually. I think won. I just quoted Vince Lombardi. Actually, the Chargers won on a game winning field goal, but not not any kind of ordinary game winning field goal. The, the Steelers jumped off sides on three consecutive plays. The kicker got three attempts at this, and. Mm. The first one he missed, the second one was blocked, the third one finally went through. Uh, I think maybe the first time the Chargers have ever won in a walk-off field goal. It seems like they always lose, game-losing field goal.
0: Right. They're, they're always the team. Like, Philip Rivers lives in this special kind of purgatory <laughs> where it's like he has no timeouts, he has the ball in his own 25, and he has to go the length of the field in, in, in 50 seconds with no timeouts. That's just, <coughs> flu game, that's just Philip Rivers' purgatory. Yeah. He has a special place in the bad place just for him.
1: So here's to you, o Phil Rivers. I hope the next what four weeks? Yeah, four weeks of the NFL season. That
0: sounds like a country song.
1: <laughs> I don't know if they can. They may. They're only one game behind the Chiefs. They may overtake them. Let's see. Do they play the Chiefs again this season? This is awesome podcasting
0: slash live streaming. I mean, if they're already here, what are they, what else are they doing on a Thursday night? Right?
1: You are doing nothing. Yeah. They, so they play the they play the Chiefs in two weeks. So I mean, if they went out. They'll overtake the Chiefs.
0: Cincinnati at home. At Kansas City, that's probably a loss. Yeah. Baltimore at home, that could go either way. And at Denver. That's always tricky. That's always a tough game. In December. Yeah, mile yeah. high. End, uh, yeah, that'll, that'll be a rough game. Yeah. But anyway, we'll see how that goes. But NFL is getting it's pretty exciting. <laughs> this is the best time
1: good. of the year for football.
0: Yep. yep, that's the truth.
1: All right. Time to uh, to skip to my favorite time of the week. I don't know if it's your favorite time. It's definitely David's favorite time of the week because he gets to hear himself talk so much,
0: uninterrupted. I might add, doesn't happen for this guy very often. Maybe this middle school teacher loves to hear himself talk without interruptions.
1: It's David's hot take minute. I'm not going to sing on YouTube. I don't want. I don't want my kids and grandkids to see me. I'm not going to do it.
0: I okay, appreciate that David, because it's I, I feel like sometimes when when I'm about to do my hot take minute, feeling
1: you hot, hot take minute. Feeling hot, hot, take minute. Go. Two, go. Okay,
0: <coughs> sorry, flu game. flu game. Flu <coughs> game. Here we go. Uh, maybe you can uh, hold down the chat for a second while I while I, while I do this hot, take minute thing. Doing it. All right. Texas weather needs to pick a season. These 20-degree swings in the daily high needs to stop. That's why I'm sick. Okay. Jerry Jones just announced that linebacker Sean Lee will start this week. He's coming off an injury and replacing rookie sensation Leighton Vanderesh. Who What's sounds that like name? Leighton Van Der Esch, who who now? Sa- Leighton Vanderesh. It sounds like he should be playing lacrosse, am I right?
1: It really does. Or water polo. Did he
0: go to Duke? Probably. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Maryland. Okay. He's replacing rookie sensation Leighton Vanderesh. Leighton Van Der Esch, Who has been killing it lately. Jerry, I'm only saying this because I don't love you. Stop making coaching decisions. You're not the coach. The puppet Jason Garrett is. Cut the strings, Jerry. Cut the strings.
1: Dallas Cowboy football.
0: Speaking uh, of puppets, Pinocchio. Disney's going to take all of our money by remaking their animated movies. Okay. Anthony, what part could I play in a live-action Disney remake?
1: Um, prince Eric on a hunger strike.
0: <laughs> I'll take it. Okay. okay. I'll, t- I'll take it. Okay. At least he's, he's a prince, right? Yeah. And a, whatever. Whatever. Basketball is so petty. It's basically a soap opera that guys won't be made fun of for following religiously. All of my point guards. As the suns burn. The Nick Young and the Nets wish. Huh? Okay. Huh? Okay. General Rondo Rondospittle.
1: Spittle. Uh-huh. Okay.
0: General Spittle, Like General Hospital. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Hey, and you get it? Yeah. Okay, well, that's all I've got. Anthony, you've got a lot to say during tonight's Hot Take Minute. Have any, have, you want to add? Uh, sh- <sighs> no, no purse.
1: No, not tonight. All right. Good contribution. Thank you.
0: College football is going to move to an eight-team playoff. Then the nine and ten seeds will whine and complain until there are two games while the other teams get buys. Yeah. Then they'll just expand it to 16 teams. The NCAA and the schools will make billions more dollars – And the athletes will get none of it. Urban Meyer is retiring from coaching like I'm retiring from making my wife angry. I understand he has health concerns, but when he gets right, he will be back running a program until the block gets too hot and he'll have to leave. USA Today is reporting that Tim Tebow is, quote, one step away from the majors. Well, can we call the Mets a major league team these days?
1: Hey, they traded for Robinson Cano. I'm just saying. Okay. Major league team.
0: Yeah. Major league. Anthony, tonight is the night. I've been doing visualization exercises, right? Visualization. And I've seen it happen already. I'm going to beat you at ping pong tonight. It's going to happen.
1: No. Definitely not going to happen. Yep. Going to happen.
0: I saw it. I've been visualizing all week. And it's going to happen. No. I'm not going to...
1: I don't think I'll ever play you again. There's no point. (laughs) Flew game. Uh, Kevin, we we confused Kevin. How so? You said college football is going to an 18 playoff. Not not really going.
0: Not, not spreading the news. That, I'm not, this we don't is, break news. This is, David's, this, this is, this is not a news-breaking entity.
1: <laughs> this is David's uh, prediction.
0: Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll happen. I, I give it a couple years.
1: I don't think it should. Why not? I like it at four. I like the drama. I like that some teams that maybe should make it don't. If anything, maybe a six team, and you give buys to the top two. Let's start. Let's let's go into college football. Okay, so Alabama made it.
0: Clemson. But, but we we all. I mean, you mentioned last week that they've been blowing everybody out, even the great teams in the, in the college football. They were beating everybody by at least twenty-one points, which yep. is insane. We haven't seen that. And then Georgia rolls into town, and should have won that game. Georgia should have won that game.
1: Yeah. Well, I I think I I read a stat that. Of the last two games they played, so they met in, in last year's college football playoff in the championship, in game. The championship game, and uh, so out of the last 120 minutes they've played, Alabama's led for one minute.
0: That's insane.
1: I think that's the stat. Someone <coughs> check me on that, but I think that's
0: the stat. Well, because the championship was basically the last play, Uh huh. and then this last time, they yeah, they won with just a few minutes left, and it was Jalen Hurts throwing the ball. Well, under a minute, yeah. That got them there. That was, that was crazy to me. It was like, you couldn't write that.
1: Coolest story of the college football season.
0: It was crazy. So... Tua Tagovailoa, who I love I love saying his Taco name. Viola. <laughs> I love saying his name because I can get it right. Yeah. And uh, he was lead the team, basically became a hero and won the starting job by f- making a couple of really big throws in the championship game late to win it. And then Jalen Hurts does the exact same thing, but in the SEC championship game. That's just crazy. You can't write that. You can't script that and have people believe it. That's one of those, like, remember the Titans endings where it's like, yeah. oh, let's just make up a play on the spot. And do a reverse, and have our quarterback block fifteen people. Yeah, the uh, come on, Denzel, you're better than that.
1: The entire curmudgeon persona melted away from Nick Saban. He, in, in the post game interview, his voice cracked. He yeah, was, he, was, he, was, he was. He was on the verge of
0: tears. Yes, he's definitely a mudgeon.
1: Yeah, he, he. Okay, maybe it's just that I listened to a few podcasts about him, but I love Nick Saban and I feel like he really loves his players and uh, I'm excited I-, I like this team I hope I hope they go undefeated just because I think they would go down as the best team in, in modern college football uh, in the modern era So,
0: well are you one of those that feels like for a team really to be great they have to overcome some adversities and things like that or would you rather see a team just dominate everybody because at least entertainment wise that's not that entertaining to see a team just blow everybody no. out it's not that entertaining but when it comes to if you want a team to be considered great Do you feel like they have to overcome some adversity like trailing late against Georgia?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's good for them as a team and I think it's good for us as viewers for there to be drama. But if I'm thinking of like the most dominant team of all time, I I think it actually works against them to have had close games, right? I mean, if they're just blowing everyone out, the only only true measure is against your competition. And so if you're blowing every team out, um, then it's hard to not say that you're you're one of the best of all time. So they, they, this was their closest game of the season. They only won by a touchdown. Every other game before that, they had won by at least what did we say it was? 21 or 22. 23 22 points. It was three scores. Yeah, at least three touchdowns. Um, so they get they get who do they get? Oklahoma. They get Oklahoma in the first round of the college playoff, college football playoff. Notre Dame faces Clemson. I think we're gonna have a Clemson Alabama final.
0: And how do you feel about Notre Dame not playing a conference championship?
1: Um I think I think it's fine. (coughs) I mean my my only thing is is as long as they have the strength of schedule, as long as they have the record, I don't think Notre Dame gets in if they're not undefeated, right? And they their strength of schedule, again, someone check me on this. I believe it was stronger than Alabama's. Which seems weird because Alabama beat Five top twenty-five ranked teams, um, but if you look at strength schedule, I think Notre Dame was actually stronger than Alabama. So it's not like they they didn't because they're independent. They do schedule a lot of good teams, right? Yeah. Even if they're not a top ten team, you know, playing and beating a Michigan. USC had a down year, but in any given game, USC might win, right? And and they had some other okay wins this year.
0: And that's the thing. I think I think especially early in the year. Beating name recognition teams is is important because you never know how the uh, you never know how the standings are going to shake out by the end of the year. So you just got to beat those name recognition teams. You beat the USC's, right? You don't want to roll over Appalachian State early yeah. in the year. You know what I mean? that doesn't Citadel. do anything for you. Yeah, Citadel. <laughs> well, they were up Dude, at halftime.
1: Does anyone has anyone confirmed where is Citadel? The the Citadel.
0: Like we talked about last week, I know Bell Citadel, Los Citadel, Is that their mascot or is Le it Citadel? <laughs> So now it's French? Yes. What would it be in Italian?
1: Licitadeli. Nice. Yes, I
0: love that. <laughs> now, that sounds like something I would order.
1: Yeah. It's great with some olive oil.
0: Is it? Yeah, some I olive imagine.
1: oil vinegar. You dip your Licitadeli. Mwah. <laughs> uh, mwah. <laughs> you,
0: you missed it. You were like, uh, Mwah. <laughs> mwah. <laughs> it's like when a baby kisses you and they like hit your cheek and they go, mwah.
1: The one thing I do feel bad for UCF, like... They yeah, can't, for real, really, two years in a row, they can't do anything to get in. Now,
0: if you if their if their quarterback, uh, McKenzie, what's his last name? Milton. Milton. Uh, I'm sorry, it, it was easier to remember the name, the first name, for obvious reasons. Mk. Okay. McKinsey. right? Uh, if he was still playing, if he was still active, if he, if he was still healthy, do you think they would have put them in the playoff? Because losing no. him, losing him obviously hurt their chances of beating any of these teams. Yeah. I mean, when are they going to get rewarded? Though this this is disappointing for me because what 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 do these other teams have to do to get a chance? They, because they how dramatic have, would that be? They in have the NCAA to have a in basketball. There's 64 teams, and the 16 seed has a shot. It's only happened once that they won a game. Right? Shout out to Stu Gotts for calling that. By the way, but yeah, Stu Gotts from the Dan Le show. He called it.
1: Why are we shouting out?
0: I don't know. He's the
1: competition, David.
0: Yeah, I'm sure we're right up there with them.
1: We've got six watchers. They
0: call those viewers. Oh, is that what they call them? six watchers. hey watchers what do you want us to call you <laughs> hey watcher hey watcher hey hey fan but uh okay what were we talking about
1: how can UCF get in and what, yeah what would
0: they have to do they, they play good teams they beat teams
1: okay the, well, what I, okay what i
0: mean by that is last year they beat auburn i guess is what i mean by that they beat auburn in a bowl game last year
1: yeah i i think they they just have to be in a better conference i think is it because their strength of schedule was i think over 100 this year so, and compared to Alabama and, and Notre and that's Dame,
0: rank, right? So they were ranked 100. So yeah, their
1: schedule is like the 104th hardest schedule, right? Which, if you're if you're having the 104th hardest <laughs> schedule, even if you win all your games, that doesn't tell us that much about your team. I mean, right. it tells us you're good against weak competition, is what it tells us. And so, now it's not all their fault, right? I mean, if if an Alabama or a Clemson, a Georgia won't play them because they're not in their conference and what do they have to gain from playing them, right? It's it's hard. It's that's why it's hard for these independent teams other than a Notre Dame that has this name recognition, this national history. Rudy. Rudy. If you're if you're independent or if you're in, from a non non-major conference, you're probably just not going to get in. You yeah. have to have maybe they've had 2 years of undefeated. I mean, they make their name in a bowl game, right? If they if they win their bowl game this year, and they bring back everyone. Now, Mackenzie Milton's going to be out for the next season, most likely. Um, but if they brought back everyone, they won their bowl game against who? LSU?
0: Mm-hmm. I think that's a bowl game this year. LSU? But but LSU's lost some games and stuff. I don't know. Yeah,
1: they're 9-3, but they're still good. I mean, they, they beat Georgia earlier in the year. So, they win those bowl games. I mean, that's kind of what happened with Boise State, right? Boise State had to go undefeated. They had to win some bowl games. Some big upsets, and then they finally got the the national recognition. Unfortunately, they never put together yeah, the they season it they needed, right? Well, I
0: imagine the same thing would happen to UCF, in all honesty. Like, I wish they had their shot in the college football playoff, but at the same time, if they move up to a bigger conference, even the ACC, which isn't uh, a great football conference, it's just kind of been dominated by Clemson, but... Even if they had their shot in the ACC against better competition, I imagine they would kind of fizzle away a little bit like we talked about. But it would just be – it would be a fun story. It would be a cool story to see a team like that mm-hmm. get a shot. You know what I mean? It would be like miracle, the miracle on ice, except they would probably yeah. lose to Russia.
1: So the other um, college football news of the week was Urban Meyer stepping down. You mentioned yeah. that in your Hot Take Minute. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so he did it for health reasons, which is the same reason he stepped down from Florida – uh, what eight years ago or so yeah. took a year off yeah uh went into uh sports commentary anal- analyzing did he yeah he was he was I a, even remember he that. was a talking head for a year he was not a good one <laughs> he was funny how that works very uh dispassionate
0: he was a little jason witten
1: sure um <laughs> i don't i don't sorry wit and uh not sorry so the question is is he stepping down because he's really burnt out and has these health reasons or is he stepping out because Ohio State didn't have his back at the beginning of the season?
0: Yeah, because they. Yeah, I see what you are saying, but I think I think the block's just getting too hot. I think in Florida, he he basically he, he basically had a bunch of guys who were getting in a lot of trouble in his huddle, and then Ted Tebow kind of cast a halo around that entire huddle mm-hmm. and kind of kept uh, kept all that stuff away from the program because look at this angelic person kneeling down and praying before games and stuff, right? <coughs> so that kind of helped get get. Keep the keep this keep the schmuck off of him, right? I don't know why I said <laughs> keep the keep that mud off of him. What'd you want me to say there? I don't know. Okay, it kept all that stuff away the from dirt, Urban the Meyer. Dirt. The dirt—that's uh, probably better. Schmuck is a better way to say dirt. But anyway, it kept all that dirt off of him, right? And so, <clears throat> flu game. So the same things are happening to him at Ohio State now, right? He's got his. Uh, he's got his championship Yeah. he's got the same things he's had in Florida successful program and stuff. he's built a good program and now people are starting looking at the program more closely with this Kevin Smith stuff and all the coach Doug is it Doug Smith Kevin Smith the movie guy <laughs> yeah whatever I mean is it Doug Smith I don't know Assistant Smith that guy Mr. Smith that sounds like someone who would be in a spy
1: movie <laughs> yeah Mr. and Mrs. Smith was a spy movie
0: called it I should be in movies I, not in the movies. I don't want to take away like all you the shine. Want from the, in, you want to be in the biz. I think so. I think I could in the industry. I think I could. I think I could. I, I I think I could make cameos. But what I'd be afraid to do is be on screen the same time as some of the stars to take away from their shine. You I don't want, want to take the spotlight. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Because you know you put me up to like Leonardo DiCaprio, for instance, and suddenly Leonardo DiCaprio looks a little less attractive. You
1: you never as a star you never work with animals, children. Or hunger-stricken Prince Eric,
0: right? Or someone hotter than you is what you oh. know. Or someone hotter than you is what yeah. I was thinking, right? Got it. Because then it takes your shine down a little bit. Okay. Right. Okay. Right. So I think I could do that. Mm. So
1: um, <laughs> taking into account the the how he leaves his program, Urban, Urban Meyer, how he's left his program at Florida and now Ohio State with with a bit of controversy. Would you want him as your head coach? If you're a fan of, of college football team, would you want him as the head coach of that team? And here's here's what we know about Urban, Urban Meyer. He went to Bowling Green as his first head coaching stop. Successful seasons. Then went on to Utah. Very successful. Se- two seasons, I think, there. Very successful. Well,
0: undefeated. He put, he put that program on the map.
1: Then he went to Florida for six seasons. Won two national championships. Uh, then he went to Ohio State. Brought them back. You know, They, they had a, a pretty big fall from grace. Brought that program back. Won a national championship. He's won everywhere he's gone. He's never had a losing season. Um, he just wins football <coughs> games. He's 54 years old. Nick which, Saban's 68. Which is,
0: yeah, 54 is young for a head coach.
1: So he's got time. And I think if, the, if his health holds up... Uh, I think he's going back to coaching at some point. It's hard. I think these guys, the, these head coach personalities, they, they. I think they, they sometimes go away from the game, but they can't stay away. Yeah. You know, I, it's rare that someone will go to John Gruden. Good example. He stayed away for a long time, but the bug finally caught up with him. John Madden's maybe the
0: only ten, one. Ten million dollars caught up with him. Yeah, ten it's, million dollars someone, that I don't know if he's earning right now. And
1: someone would pay. Urban Meyer, $10 million to coach there.
0: You think so? College? I think so. Pro? Would, would you, if you were an NFL team, would you consider Urban Meyer as a head coach? Because I Maybe. The, the pro game and college game are so different when it comes to relationships with players. Yeah. Uh, recruiting is very different. <coughs> the amount of control you have in your program is very different. So I don't know... Uh, Nick Saban didn't work out in the NFL, but he's one of the best college football coaches, if not the best college football coach of yeah. all time. So, well, uh, yeah, I think the so the big difference
1: between college and, and the pros is is this recruiting aspect, yeah. right? And if you're a, if you're a great recruiter, you can be just a decent or okay uh, X's and O's. Coach and have a great product. You see that with like John Calipari, Perry, John Calipari, Calipari, um who re- is recruiting always like the best or second best class. It goes great with Citadeli, and a lot of these basketball head coaches that that have these great freshman classes, they're not playing. Awesome basketball. I mean, like the X's and O's, the schemes, you know, they're somewhat simple. But when you have that much talent, you're able to overcome right. a team that's that's running great sets. And so you don't have that in the NFL. You get the team you get, right? And if you're not a good X's and O's coach, if you're not a Sean McVay, um, you don't have the personnel to overcome another team that's better coached. Yeah, you know, doesn't matter what how good you are at re- attracting free free agents or, you know, it's uh it's just not going to work out for you at the NFL level. It's just a totally different game. Right. It's hard it's hard. You don't see that often where someone is has success in, in college and ha- is able to replicate that in the NFL. I mean, Pete Carroll, Jimmy Johnson, did Jimmy Johnson coach in college? Maybe I'm thinking Barry Switzer. But he kind of took over Jimmy Johnson's program. Anyways, I don't know if he goes to the NFL. I think he's I think he's a great college coach. And, um,
0: I I think if he, if he's going to go back, he'll go back to college. Yeah. Well, it's now time for one of my favorite parts of the show where we sit around and listen to Anthony talk with minor interruptions from me, you know, just kind of paint it back a little bit. So now we have the fantastic five headlines of the week. So Anthony, you ready with your, with your headlines? Ready. All right, hit him up with the Fantastic Five headlines this week. I think we got two from listeners this week. Two from listeners. First one from superfan Colt Sawyer. Surgeon
1: who burned initials into livers of two patients fined 10,000 pounds. So um, this surgeon in the UK, Simon
0: Bramhall... Uh, By the way, the ties that he wears looks just like the ties that someone named Bramhall would wear. He,
1: uh, he was... Uh, Charged and pled guilty to uh, two counts of assault by beating. That's the uh, that's the British phrase, I guess, of <laughs> when you take a laser beam, <laughs> a surgical laser beam, a surgical laser beam, and write your initials on someone's liver. Assault should be assault by beaming. Am I right? Right or
0: lasering? Right.
1: Yeah. Uh, so apparently, back in 2013. Uh, he had had a patient open, and a nurse noticed that uh, you know after the procedure was done, he was kind of moving. It looked like he was making a signature on uh, someone's liver with the beam. And the nurse asked what he's doing. And he goes, "This is what I do. <laughs> it's, what I, it's just what I do. Uh,
0: yeah, I do this. That's the actual quote. I do this. And, and I imagine like he's 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 got all of his surgical stuff on. He's down there like right by the body. You got to get close. Yeah. I imagine to get down to that liver, and he's like." What are you doing? This is what I do. Yeah, keep going. And uh, he's probably hitting on the nurse, but he said that too. Looking at that better. This is what I do.
1: Yeah, maybe. Uh, so I need, to wa- I need to stop watching uh, apparent- hospital shows. So apparently, this procedure with the laser—it's not—it's not painful. It doesn't hurt the patient at all. Like, there's no there's no negative side effect to it.
0: I really hope the patients asleep while they're open and their liver. Yeah, is they're asleep. I assume they're asleep. Uh, I don't know I how they so. do
1: things in Britland, but I assume Britland. <laughs> I assume they're they asleep, and but but no, it doesn't it doesn't hurt them. It doesn't it doesn't really affect them at all. The only reason this would ever be known is because a nurse saw it happen. Right, right. And here here's what he was he was fined ten thousand pounds, and then he was ordered <laughs> to work a hundred and twenty hours for free.
0: Oh, so he's basically doing pro bono work as a yeah. surgeon.
1: But here's the thing: why would you? Why would the punishment for the guy who's doing his job incorrectly, poorly, illegally, why would his punishment be
0: do more of your work? So I think they're like, okay, so you've been signing your name, we're going to punish you, and now I, he's probably going to sign worse things onto people's livers and pancreas, yeah. and pancreas, pancreases.
1: He's going to tell the, the staff, <coughs> leave the room and
0: he's gonna he's gonna write
1: poems i mean he's gonna go he's gonna go to town on these livers
0: folks there once was a man with a liver <laughs> i i can't finish it yeah
1: um but here here's my thing my I,
0: surgery's so good it make you quiver
1: i want the doctor who's going to sign my liver why is that i want a doctor who's going to put his name on it right if he botches that surgery evidence this was you Right. If you're going to put your name on something, you're going to put your signature, you're going to initialize initialize? You're going to initial
0: initialate
1: some work. That means you're proud of it. You're taking ownership of it. And that's the kind of surgeon I want. Makes sense to me. Missouri police recover stolen inflatable colon. So that happened. There's the
0: picture. Wow. Yeah. That is a big inflatable colon. So police in is that what my colon looks like?
1: Yeah, except maybe like one tenth the size. Oh, okay. Or one 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 hundredth. So police in Kansas City, they uh, they recover <laughs> this. Imagine a like <laughs> ten foot high colon inflatable, you like you know that? the the wavy arms guys like that, but a colon. Okay, <laughs> it's actually one of those guys colon okay and so someone stole it uh from a driveway first of all
0: why was it in the driveway why you put your
1: colon in a driveway everyone everyone knows you keep your colon in the garage okay not in the driveway truth uh and
0: occasionally in the backyard occasionally occasionally but never in the driveway yeah uh (laughs) i i love so the police they were hot on
1: the case and uh they tweeted out breaking we have recovered the stolen colon so good for them. They recovered the ten foot wide by ten foot fa- tall, one hundred and fifty five, one hundred and fifty pound colon. Dang. Um, and meanwhile, the uh, the Cancer Coalition colon colon Cancer Coalition, which was the group that owned this colon <laughs> such a weird story. They uh, they started like a GoFundMe <coughs> and raised eleven thousand dollars in the process. And they were so happy that they they uh, issued a press release that said. That um, thanks to the generous donations, we have stormed past our fundraising goal and are able to secure not just one, but two replacements.
0: Good. So so they they lost the one, can buy two more with the with the donations that people gave them, and so now they have three inflatable. Colons. And they have
1: the re- recovered one. Yeah, they have. So now you have three inflatable colons, right? So. I guess uh, I don't. I don't really have a nice way to tie this up. Um, you no?
0: <laughs> Something about farts. Moving on. Moving
1: on. Okay. Students film rat inside Florida high school vending machine because Florida,
0: of course, Florida. Right. This we always we always put this under the Florida man category. Mm-hmm. There's
1: always one Florida story per yeah. episode. Yeah. Um, and this week it's rats invading vending machines at high schools. Uh, Not a lot to say here other than rats are invading vending machines in high schools in Florida. So stay safe out there, friends. Uh, There's a cheese theme park in South Korea with cheese wheel buildings. And it's just as glorious as it sounds. That's a very 2018 blog headline, right? So there is, I, I looked it up. There's this, this theme park. It was founded, I think, in 2004. And it's all cheese related. There's 32 attract- attractions. Um, if you're a cheese fanatic, this is, this is where you want to spend your vacation. This is where you want to spend your time. It's, uh, I have it on, uh, on uh, a good account that it's a great place. Be a good a place to visit. I, I know.
0: I heard you. Gouda's a type of cheese, right?
1: It is. Yeah. Yeah. Gritty interview. That's the headline. Gritty interview. All right. So Sports Illustrated. Gritty! Conducted an interview with your favorite mascot. <coughs> my favorite mascot. David's favorite mascot. The world's favorite mascot. The world's only mascot in my opinion no other mascot can hold a candle to gritty the philadelphia flyers mascot
0: has he rung the bell at wall street yet
1: i don't think they would let him anywhere near
0: has he led the pledge of allegiance at the u.n yet do they do that at the u.n
1: a i pledge don't think- to the world i pledge allegiance I, to the world
0: I, I doubt that's a thing i yeah it probably shouldn't be yeah that'd be kind of uh, a little uh arrogant of the united states yeah.
1: to so so instead so okay so sports illustrated did a one-on-one interview with Gritty, and we're um, we gonna do this. Are we gonna reenact it? Let's reenact it, David. Why don't you be the, the Sports Illustrated um, interviewer? Okay. And I'm going Journalist. to. I'm going Journalist. to become Gritty. All
0: right. Need a minute. Need a minute to get into character.
1: <laughs> okay. I think I'm. I think I'm there. You're good. I think I'm there.
0: <coughs> Let me clear the old throat. Okay. You ready?
1: Let's. Uh. We don't have time to read all this, but let's 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 do some Q and A.
0: Okay. And this is uh, uh SI reporter, Charlotte Wilder. Okay. What's it been like to be an overnight celebrity?
1: It feels awfully similar to being a daytime celebrity, but I'm sleeping.
0: When did you realize you were a star? I've always been a star. How do you handle the fame and stay grounded? Never been grounded. See above. Has it changed you? Once a grit, always a grit. What's the what's the what's the craziest thing that's happened as a famous amorphous monster? Now, first
1: off, I'm a gritty. Secondly, can you believe
0: they let me into the Flyers games for free?
1: I'm sorry, we did that. I'm not sorry. Those are your fantastic five headlines of the week. Alright, let's transition into baseball offseason. Not much to say here. I guess the one 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 of the bigger moves that, that went down this week, I'm surprised four of you are still watching. Wow. Congratulations to I'm you. I'm not.
0: Those those four people that saw the gritty <coughs> gritty <laughs> interview <coughs> done by a, a fake reporter with a with the with the cough that can't be stopped. Yeah. I mean, that was that was gold right there.
1: Uh um, you're welcome. You're welcome. Paul Goldschmidt traded from the Arizona Diamondbacks to the St. Louis Cardinals. Um, As a Dodger fan, I'm super happy that the Dodgers don't have to see him 18 times this season. Instead, they only
0: get to see him like seven times. And something that's interesting that I saw with this whole trade was that the Cardinals had more errors at first base than any other team last year. Yeah. And he's a three-time Gold Glover. So that's really going to help them not only on offense because we know he's got a bat and your name is Goldschmidt. If your name is Goldschmidt and you play baseball, you're going to rake. That may have been the jerkiest thing I've ever said on the show. No, oh, close I'm just second. Sh- I'm just shaking my head. Oh, Okay, I thought maybe you've had. It's just my default
1: reaction to most things you say.
0: Shaking head. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah, but he's not only going to help him with their bat. They're also he's also going to help him uh, over at first with defense.
1: Yeah, he's he's a he's a killer in the NL West. Uh, like, if you're if you're on the East Coast, you just don't pay attention to National League baseball. You may not. You may not have a good beat on on Paul Goldschmidt, but as a Dodgers fan, we are terrified of him. He always kills the Dodgers. And so (coughs) I'm thankful we're not going to see him in the regular season as much, but I'm terrified of the prospect of facing the Cardinals in the playoffs. I have bad memories of facing the Cardinals in the playoffs. Do you? Yeah, lots of bad memories. And so the the, the prospect of facing him again, very scary. Um, Nat's rotation just got off, just improved greatly. So you got Strasburg, you got Scherzer, and you got Corbin now from from the Diamondbacks as well.
0: Yeah, and and Scherzer is coming off one of his best seasons. He was in uh, he was uh, in talks for the Cy Young and he was striking everybody out and uh Strasburg, we hope he can stay healthy, right? Maybe he'll be healthy, maybe not. And even with the uh, even with the prospect of, of he'll Harper's be healthy agency, at least like five games. Yeah, he'll pitch five a solid good, innings. A good five outings. Yeah, yeah, it will be good. Yeah, mm-hmm. Then they'll start dialing it back his pitch count, and then he'll he get can't. hurt. Yeah, we've all been to that play before. It's a three act play we've all seen, right? Uh, so they've got
1: almost a billion dollars tied up in these three pitchers. That's crazy. Maybe I might be wrong on that, but it's like like. A lot. like it, it's it's an insane amount. Excuse me, it's an insane amount of money, and, and they, it makes it almost impossible for them to re-sign Bryce Harper.
0: Right. So I, I think that was basically a signal to Bryce that like, okay, you want to stay here, you're gonna have to take a discount because we're going pitching right now. So I think they're just maybe they've talked to Bryce Harper, and and Bryce was up front with them and said, I don't know if I want to be here anymore, and so they went out and they got they spent their money on pitching, so they didn't have to spend because so they knew they weren't gonna have the money to spend on Bryce, or they weren't gonna have to spend the money on Bryce, yeah. who I'm apparently on a first name basis with. So, B dog, you call him B dog. He just lets me call him Bryce.
1: Uh, what else? Robinson Cano over to the Mets. And eh, not a whole lot happening right now. Waiting on the Harper news. Waiting on the Machado news. You still hoping he stays in
0: LA? Who Machado? Machado after that after that postseason performance, or are mm. you kind of cooled off on the on the Machado thing?
1: I've cooled off, especially that Seager's coming back, and I like. I mean, Seeger's a great shortstop. <coughs> Defensively, he's probably not quite as good as Machado. Machado is amazing at defense. But uh, yeah. but offensively, when Seeger's right, he's one of the best in the game. So yeah. um, they get him back. I mean, what would be nice is Turner's going to start declining at some point. Uh, he-, he did a little bit this year. A lot of that was due to the broken wrist. But... Yeah, he was
0: injured for the whole, what was it, first two months of the season, yeah, something like six, that?
1: six weeks, six to eight weeks, something yeah. like that. Um, and so... You know, someone's going to have to slide over and play third base, but uh, for now, I, I, like the, I like the Dodgers team. I mean, there's there were some reports that maybe Puig was uh, going to be involved in a trade for Kluber uh, from the Indians, and Puig would just be a, pa- a part, part of, of that thing. package. But he would be the headliner of the package kind of a thing. Maybe. Um, but it seems like maybe those talks have stalled to the extent they were ever happening. There was a report that the Dodgers met with Harper in Vegas the other day. Uh, but then that was uh, denied by at least Magic Johnson that he wasn't part of those talks. So.
0: Oh, so that must not have happened. Yeah, <laughs> a little uh, Magic Johnson. Yeah. So, so, so baseball baseball off season is kind of uh, when you compare it to the NBA off season, it's just kind of meh. Yeah. Right.
1: And often there's a flurry of activity in mid December when you have these December meetings. Yeah, with the winter the GMs. meetings. Yeah, the winter meetings with the GMs and free ag- or and and uh, and agents. And so we may see some some of that start to pick up over the next couple of weeks. Um, but then, yeah, then it'll die down and baseball will go away. There'll be nothing in January, February, and all of a sudden it'll be spring training.
0: Right, right. So, uh, Interesting stuff going on in the NBA that I want to transition always. to right now.
1: NBA is always interesting.
0: <coughs> it's so petty.
1: This could just be an NBA show and I'd be happy.
0: Right? The NBA is so petty. So petty. One of my favorite things I saw on Twitter was uh, the NBA has gone and then it has the little box zero days without being unnecessarily petty <laughs> yeah like we've gone so many days without an accident but for them it was we've gone this many days without being petty and it's always at zero it's, it's hilarious so <clears throat> kevin durant says that the environment around lebron james is toxic mm. and just hearing that it sounds like he's bashing lebron james directly He's basically saying LeBron James is creating a toxic environment for his team and the players around him. He said stars don't want to go there and play with him because of that toxic environment that he's creating. But even Le- LeBron James, when someone said that to him, he said, uh, I'm not going to talk about that or comment on that because I want to hear the entire story. I want to hear the question he was asked, and I want to hear his entire answer, which was just a super smart move by LeBron. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think I think you have more a- of the more of the quotes here. You have more of the story pulled up. Do you want to... Tell the people what happened here?
1: Yeah, I mean, the quote was, so much hype comes from being around LeBron, from other people. He has so many fanboys in the media. Even the beat writers just fawn over him. I'm like, we're playing basketball here. It's not even about basketball at certain points. So I get why anyone wouldn't want to be in that environment because it's toxic. Um, can, I,
0: yeah. can I just say, what about that is toxic? Everyone wants to be around you and one around one of the best players in the world?
1: I think maybe what How he's what saying. I think maybe what he's saying is that the the beat writers and and the people in the media who are fanboys of LeBron James are always going to give LeBron James the benefit of the doubt. And so if his mm-hmm. team's underperforming, well, it's, it can't be LeBron because LeBron's the best. And so it must be Brandon Ingram. It must be Kevin Love. It must be Chris Bosh. Right? Like, well, LeBron- why why aren't these teams if they have the best player? Why aren't they performing at at best team level?
0: Well, he's kind of earned that,
1: hasn't he? Yeah, no, I'm not saying it's wrong. Yeah, I, I think, I think that, that can be true, but, but it's probably also discouraging when you're one of those players and you feel like you are doing well, you are pulling your weight, and the team's just not doing as well as it maybe should be, and LeBron's not getting any of that blame. I can see how that would uh, be frustrating as a, as a complementary player, right?
0: That, that's the thing. If you're just a complimentary player in the NBA – you would love to play with LeBron James because he's going to make you better. And if I were one of those not quite a star, but a good player in the NBA, that was maybe a, a decent starter, but not like an all-star, not someone who who's a, a highly coveted free agent or something like that, I would love to play with LeBron because I'm going to look really great one with him, and then I'm going to get a big fat contract when I go somewhere else because I'm going to look like a better player. My stats are going to be better because I'm playing with LeBron. And I think Kitty is saying guys like guys like Kawhi Leonard. Guys like me, I think is what he's saying also. He's saying, we don't want to go and play with him because of this environment. I think Kevin Durant just wants that attention so bad. And so he goes to the Warriors and Steph Curry goes out and gets hurt and they start losing. Steph Curry comes back and they start winning again. And I feel like he's feeling like, okay, it's not me that that's creating the winning and, and getting all this love. It's Steph that's getting all this love because – People think it's because of him that we're winning all these games. I think he, that's in his head a little bit. I mean, yeah. KD's always in his head. I think I think there could also be his head is him, so of course he's in his head. But I think these things are getting into his head yeah. and, and causing reactions like this to LeBron being better than him.
1: Well, and, and I think it could also be he does not want a top level free agent to go to LA,
0: mm. right? So you think he's playing mind games? He's he, putting out there that, that well, it's toxic.
1: Yeah, and, and part of the quote I don't have pulled up, but he was basically saying. You know, you've got someone like Kawhi, who's ball dominant as well. Why would he want to play with LeBron? Like, so so he's even talking about style of he's, play. Yeah, and he's actually calling out players like, oh, he wouldn't want to go play with LeBron. And so, if you're Kawhi, hearing that, whether Kawhi owns a TV or knows what like media is, uh, TBD, right? But if you're Kawhi and you hear that and you start thinking, oh, maybe he's right. Like, I would just be, I would be LeBron's wingman. I'd be the Pippin, right? I wouldn't be, I wouldn't get the attention. And so, in the NBA, where Oh, everyone's got an ego, and you have Kevin Durant saying those things about playing with LeBron. It could deter some people from signing there. I don't know that so, some people, right? Some so I know
0: people. I know there are big egos in the NBA. There are big egos whenever you're at the highest level of any sport or any any industry at all. Yeah. There are going to be big e- There are going to be big egos. I mean, look what uh, Kyrie Irving did. He wanted to be the guy on a team, so he went to Boston. He wanted to be out of there under uh, out from under LeBron's shadow, right? <clears throat> but man, all this talk about. You secure your legacy when you get a championship. I'm surprised more people don't flock to wherever LeBron is, work real hard to get that championship, and then they're golden for the rest of their careers. Mm-hmm. I mean, you get the benefit of the doubt for the rest of your career the same way LeBron gets the benefit of the doubt for the rest of his career because he's won, he won those championships in Miami and then he won them in Cleveland. LeBron James is golden. If he doesn't win another championship, he'll still be considered the best player of all time. But... I'm surprised that other players aren't, like, flocking to these super teams like Kevin Durant. He did the same thing. I know. He did the that's, same thing that he's telling other players and stars not to do. That's I don't the get laughable it.
1: thing about all yeah, this is I that understand. It, you, can't, you can't be Kevin Durant and tell other players that you don't want to go play with another star. <laughs> like... It's exactly what he did right yeah, yeah. if he wanted if he if he were being true to himself he would have gone to the knicks or he would have gone to some uh, some team that didn't have some established start he wouldn't have gone to a team that just won the finals the year before and just came off a 73 win season right so kd i mean he's a great player yeah absolutely uh, phenomenal but but he's, he's pretty annoying man <laughs> like <laughs> I, the time i think he just starts talking and doesn't really know what he's saying like doesn't know where he's gonna end up he's just talking to talk
0: so it's like he's in the air he's doing his flip and then he's like i don't know how i'm gonna land this yeah and then he ends up landing and he's like how'd i do did he facing in the wrong direction hmm. yeah i don't think i don't know what is behind these comments that he's making yeah. and i don't think he does himself i think he just says things i just do things that was a joker impression yeah. it's pretty well, good
1: david we're like Over an hour into this show. Yep. I think it's time to wrap things up, but I did want to mention Markel Fultz finally got a diagnosis thoracic outlet syndrome. Apparently, he went to 10 specialists to get this diagnosis. Um, And and what I found interesting
0: do you know what it does? You know what they say it does? It's like nerve damage, right? Around your collarbone and shoulder. it, it, It affects the way your mind interacts with and communicates with your shoulder and muscles in your arm. And so, basically, that's why—that's what they're saying—is messing up his shooting mm. because of that. What's it called? Thoracic thoracic
1: outlet syndrome.
0: I think I went to a park once. Mm. Thoracic park. Thoracic park. Mm.
1: That could have been better.
0: I know. That's my that's my jam. Like uh, the opportunity. You lost there?
1: the world on that one.
0: I lost the world.
1: Yeah, Thoracic Park lost lost. Oh, world. see,
0: that could have been better too.
1: It could have, but it was really good already.
0: Was it? Was it? Anyway. Yeah. So it would be interesting to see and what's interesting to me is that they say it can be treated with therapy. So... Why it, did it take a year to diagnose this? Has, this is not something I think that people are looking for. This isn't something that when <coughs> I think people are talking about the mental stuff, he's got the yips. Yeah. Right? No one was thinking that he had some sort of nerve issue uh, in his arm. So if this really is the case and if he can get right, imagine how good the 76ers can be if Markel Fultz gets to full strength and can shoot the ball. Gets to full strength. Mm, again, again, if he, go, uh, if he goes back to, okay, I call that, I call that like my train derailing. So he gets, a, he gets a two-two for derailing the train of thought there. It's gone. But yeah, can you imagine that team with Jimmy Butler and Bede and Simmons and then Fultz at full strength? I mean, they're already a great team with with the addition of Butler, but now.
1: Yeah, uh, I hope he gets it figured out. I hope he heals up because he was a dynamic college player, and uh, and you hate to see anyone not not reach their potential. So uh, I'm not a not a f not a seventy six fan, but I'm a fan of his. So I hope he figures it out. Gets it. Yep. Yeah. All right,
0: that's All right. the show. Let's let's play our uh, nightly. Or our weekly, I guess, because we don't meet every night. But okay, it's time for our weekly game of ping pong. I'm gonna win one. I'm gonna win one. All right, for those you of you,
1: for those who are just joining the stream, check out the podcast. Subjectively correct sports. iTunes, Google Play. Go to the website www.subjectivelycorrect.com. Thanks for joining us this week. We'll see you next week,
0: probably Tuesday night. That's the that's the normal time. Yeah, Tuesday nights. And uh, stay. Uh, Stay tuned. Stay uh, listening. Stay vigilant. Stay... I don't know what I was going to say there. Stay something. Stay classy. Huh? That seems original. Stay classy. And uh, for for news about our podcast and other things we have going on, we're real excited to make some changes in 2019. So stay tuned for those. Wow, that was exhausting.